missed it, download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app. Today is uh, Tina Fey's 50th birthday, by the oh. way, Shaw. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. But uh, in honor of her birthday, we're playing Factor Bullcrap. Oh, boy. Tina Fey edition. Okay. You should know some of these. Yeah. Obviously, SNL. She's been in some movies. You probably know, uh, you know, some of her other stuff that she does. So let's see how you do. Factor Bullcrap, Tina Fey edition. Okay. Tina was 27 when she joined Saturday Night Live. Is that fact or bullcrap? Uh, she's 50 now. Um... Okay, I'll say fact. Hoo-ah! Joined the show as a writer in 97 and became the first female head writer in 1999. Very funny lady. Back to bullcrap, Shaw. Tina Fey edition on her 50th birthday. Tina is short for Stamatina. S-T-A-M-A-T-I-N-I. Uh, T-I-N-A. You know, I did see that somewhere. That's fact, yeah. Hoo-ah! It's her middle name. Her full name is Elizabeth yes. Stamatina Fey. I just learned that last night. Stamatina. Interesting. It's got to be a family name, right? Yes. Imagine. Okay. You're two for two, Shaw. No pressure. (laughs) Factor Bullcrap. (laughs) Tina Fey edition on her 50th birthday. She used to write under the pen name, The B Word. Is that Factor Bullcrap? I've never heard that. I'll say Bullcrap. Winning. She wrote a satirical column in her high school paper and used the pseudonym, The Colonel. Oh, okay. Which, again, is not spelled anything like it sounds. Colonel. Colonel. You're three for three, Shaw. No pressure. You keep saying that. Tina Fey, edition of Factor Bullcrap on her 50th birthday. She only, uh, She's only written one movie that was released in theaters. Is that Factor Bullcrap? Uh, boy, oh, boy. Um, let me think. Um, I'll say fact. Acted in a bunch of films. She's written some made-for-TV movies, but Mean Girls is still the only movie that she's written that played in theaters. And it's going to be like a musical? Yeah. Yeah, she was talking about that and how it's... Not anytime soon. Not right right (laughs) now, yes, but eventually. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Right, Shaw? You have no idea what I'm saying, do you? No, I don't. Mean Girls, Lindsay Lohan? Uh, No. Okay. Gretchen Wiener? No. All right. Uh, she doesn't even go here. No? Just me? <laughs> Apparently. All right. Factor bullcrap, last one. No pressure, Shaw. You're four for four. Let's try to hit a home run here. Tina Fey edition on her 50th birthday. She's won more Emmys for 30 Rock than for Saturday uh, Night Live. Is that Factor bullcrap? I know she's won Emmys. Yep. Um, you said she's won more? Say that she won. She won more Emmys for 30 Rock than for Saturday Night Live. Is that Factor bullcrap? I'll say fact. Oh, 100%. Look at you. You know everything about Tina Fey. You guys are a perfect match. You should get married to her. My wife will be happy. Your wife will be very happy. Won three for SNL, six for 30 Rock. Nice job, Shaw. You went five for five with Tina Fey. Boom. Factor bullcrap. You can just leave work right now. Okay. Today's not going to get any better for you. That's true. I can tell you that much. Mean Girls, no? Never saw it? Mm Mm-mm. Eh. Might be out of your wheelhouse. Very funny movie, though. I like Tina Fey and just about everything I've seen her in, so I probably would. Yeah, I, I just don't know if... It's about high school kids, so I don't know if you'd relate. Oh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You would get it. I think you would enjoy some of the comedy, but 
in terms of relation to the characters and what they're going through, yeah. you're, you're very far removed from all that. Yeah. So, but you got it right. Uh, five for five. Nice job. 100% Tina Fey edition of Factor Bullcrap here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. List of the top things to consider before going back to a dining restaurant. Uh, yeah, lots to consider. I'm going at 11 a.m. this morning. Are you? John's Bar. My buddy TD stopped by and dropped off a gift card. Your mom got you a gift certificate huh, mom, for your birthday. My mom must have got in touch with him on the Facebook. That's awesome. And uh, hand, hand delivered. delivered. That's nice. A, well, we're downstairs yesterday, right? And after Saturday and Friday, I had kind of a big couple of days. I got really sunburnt on Saturday because I'm an idiot. I pulled a Tullius and didn't wear a hat or any sunscreen. And so yesterday I said, I'm just going to stay home all day, watch some TV. It's not very nice outside, so... Uh, we're in the basement with the dogs. All of a sudden, there's a knock at the door, and of course, they go crazy, run upstairs, <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, what the hell? So I run upstairs, and it, and as I'm getting to the door, I see TD getting back into his vehicle, and I'm like, oh, this is one of them beer things, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's trying to get me to do this, Put some on your porch. this mm-hmm. stupid beer thing that I don't want to do. And uh, and then I open the door, and he's like, how you doing, Brian? <laughs> and I'm like, D, how's it going? He's like, open at 11 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> And I said, I'll see you there. And then I looked, and there's a uh, he had put an envelope on my uh, nice. on my door, and it had a gift card in it from my mom. That's awesome. Uh, for my birthday, 50 bucks to spend at John. So, so I, mom's buying. Yeah, uh, and she said, have a bloody for me. I don't think I'm going to do a bloody because it's a little bit late in the day. 11 a.m. is you know kind of like my happy hour, so I'm going to probably just go beer. But here's my, here's my situation. Here's what I'm going to do. I got 50 bucks for my mom, and uh, rather than and be greedy... I'm going to buy myself a beer and probably a gyro for lunch. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it, I'm going to either, I'm going to probably buy a round uh, for whoever else comes in. Uh, I don't know how many people are going to be there, but uh, they're going to practice social distancing and they got all these different safety procedures set up. And uh, then I'm going to tip well and then I'm going to be on my way. So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, look, do you, man. But these bars and restaurants are opening. And, uh, you know, like I did during the pandemic, Shaw, I'm going to try to support him as much as I can. Right. And I'm going to maintain my level of safety. You know what I mean? Like, I just went to festival on Sunday, but I went at 5 in the morning when nobody was there. You know what I mean? Like, and I still felt heebie-jeebies kind of being in there. Like, uh, uh, you know, like, and I tried to get out of there as quickly as possible. But uh, here are some things to consider before you go to a dining restaurant. You go back to him, Shaw. Okay. Uh, have they removed bat from the menu? <laughs> <laughs> wet market, right? But uh, other things to consider before you go back to a dine-in restaurant. Will there be free unlimited refills on Clorox? <laughs> it's delicious. A, can I get a straw with that still, or do I got to no bring my own straw? No, I got to bring my own still. Uh, things to consider before going back to a dine-in restaurant. Uh, how can they keep people six feet apart mm-hmm. when they put a new batch of garlic breadsticks on the buffet? I mean, right. seriously, Shaw. <laughs> you know how it is. It's like Thunderdome. to have some. You bring those damn things out, and it's like Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. It really is. like Mad Max. Top things to consider before going to a dine-in restaurant. Has my body atrophied in quarantine to the point that I can't operate the ketchup? It's a real struggle. I'm so weak. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. Top things to consider before going to a dine-in restaurant. How close is the restaurant to a critical care unit? <laughs> right? Just in case. Just a hop, skip, and What's a jump away. What's the distance away? here? How uh, quick can I get there? Do I really have to be nicer to these people, or can I be the same jerk I've always been? <laughs> You do you. You do have to be nice. Be nice and tip well. Yes, be very nice. And don't have high expectations, all right? Just be happy with what you get right now, all right? 
You wanted them open, they're open. Go in there. Yeah, they may spend. not be fully staffed. They, they might not have, have full a, stock uh, either. No, you know they what won't. I mean? right. I'm sure. Might not have a full menu. How do you right. have all of those places trying to get food from the right. and have it work that way? Yeah. Try to be respectful. Don't be a dick. Uh, top things to consider before going into a, a back to a dine-in restaurant, Shaw. Can people tell the difference between a pepper sneeze and a COVID-19 sneeze? Mm. Mm. Sneeze is a sneeze. Right. The cough is the one you got to yeah, watch yeah, out for. Yeah, I was just going right? to say, sneeze is aller- <laughs> That's allergies. That's okay. Uh, am I secretly hoping to contract COVID-19 for death sweet release from family quarantine? <laughs> I'm tired of you people. I got a lot, of, problem. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> Uh, top things to consider before going back to a dine-in restaurant. Can I tip in toilet paper? <laughs> does it still have the same value it did before? I I'm think not it sure. kind of does. I mean, I was there, like I said, at festival on Sunday, and they were stocked fully with, with teepee and paper towels, so I think they're okay, but you know, people were really worried about running out of teepee early on in this thing. Will I get a discount if I bring my own plates? <laughs> <laughs> Don't think you can bring your own plates, you, no. What are you, that I mean, guy that used to work in the newsroom? No. That guy that used to work in the newsroom and brought his own silverware everywhere? Mm-hmm couple more of the uh, top things to consider before going back to a dining restaurant, Shaw. Isn't COVID-19 the least deadly thing I can catch at Chipotle? <laughs> Probably. That E. coli will get Might you, be right. And uh, last but not least, Shaw, the top things to consider before going back to a dining restaurant. Am I really this desperate for a Bloomin' Onion? <laughs> yes. As yes. a matter of fact, the answer is yes. Yes, I kind of am. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw, giving you the best they've got. No, really. When I was a kid, Shaw, I didn't spend a ton of time at my house. Uh, I didn't have a great uh, upbringing. And uh, I loved going to my friends' houses because they had siblings. Yeah, because you had no brothers or sisters. And so it I was. It seemed the, like game on over there. Well, was, I was the focus. Fight of, club? I w- yeah, but <laughs> instead of fight club at my house where it was just me and Ed and, uh, and a belt, usually. Uh, I would go over to their house to and witness watch. the mayhem. It was like WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like when I was a young child, when I was in, I don't know, first through third grade, uh, my buddy Bricky and his younger sister Jen were hilarious. I would love going over there because Bricky was my age. And so we would, you know, go out and shoot hoops or mm-hmm. play baseball in the backyard, whatever. And Jen would always have to tag along and then they would get in an argument and then the, he would he would yell at her and she would hit him and then he would cry and then they would chase each other. It was like Tom and Jerry. And I loved it. I was like, man, I got to get me one of these sisters. They're great. You just beat on them, man. They're just wonderful. And then when I became friends with Donut many years later, he had three sisters. And so we would be watching stuff on television and Carol would walk by and he'd just smack her on the leg or on the head or whatever. And and then she'd turn around to smack him. And then Wendy would walk by and he'd smack her. And then all of a sudden he's wrestling all three of his sisters. And then his mother comes in. Christopher, would you get off your sisters? And there was a certain level of mess at their house, too, that I was not allowed to have at my house. My parents were much more, I'm not saying clean, but just expected more uh, cleanliness around the house. Whereas when you have five kids, you forget it. it's just like, what are you doing? You know, I mean, <laughs> just give up. Right, Shaw? Pretty much. So there was a different style there for me. And I, I was uh, able to enjoy both of those. I lived in two different worlds. But 10 things that make a house into a home, Shaw. What would you say? Uh, one, go ahead. Rattle off a few if you got them. Well, your stuff, I suppose. You're, you know. Pictures of loved ones, maybe? Or? Yeah, so uh, a bookshelf filled with your favorite books, maybe, is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know, having things, I guess, you know, stuff, whether it's, uh, you know, your knickknacks or your collectibles. Yeah. The things that Simpsons. make it yours versus somebody else's. Yeah. Uh, number 10 on the list of a recent survey of people asking them what makes a house into a home. Having plenty of natural light. 
I like that about my house. My house is old and small, but we right. do have a lot of good light. I like having in. the option of going into the basement and being <sighs> in complete darkness. Like we have no windows down there except for we have a little uh, what is that a recess window in the in the spare bedroom mm. downstairs, and so you have to be in that bedroom to get the light. Everywhere else in the basement, there's no windows, so I, I like that. Uh, location number nine on the list of ten things that make your house into a home, Shaw. Location, location, location. Location, 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 right? Obviously, being in an area that you like helps the house feel like a home. Yeah. Uh, this one, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this just, I don't know if it makes a house into a home, but uh, newly washed sheets. I do like that. Yeah, I do too. It seems like they fit on the bed properly. It's It just feels better when you go to bed, right? Oh, they were clean and fresh on Sunday night, Shaw, and you just climbed Nothing in there. And, that, oh, right? man, it's so awesome. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, but that isn't necessarily. I mean, that just that doesn't to do with it being a house and a home. That's exactly. Just, that's just comfort. Um, this uh, the 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 sense of smell is the most tied to your memory, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so the smell of cooking, home cooking, uh, yeah, turns true, the house sure. into a home. So if you you know, like my mom made this macaroni and cheese that I still dream about to this day. Uh, and if I were to walk into a house and smell that cooking, it would take me way back to my younger years. Uh, again, number six on the list of the 10 things that make a house into a home, a bookshelf filled with your favorite books. Uh, number five, especially after you move out and you become sort of a, a single bachelor guy living on your own and all you got is some mustard and ham and a couple of sixers in there, <laughs> a, f- a fridge full of food. Uh, you know what it's uh, like when you go yeah. back to mom's house, Shaw, and, and you got that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, food. Whenever Jack comes over, right to the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, how are you? What you got? What you got in here? What's here? Yeah. Oh, I'll eat this. Oh, that's for my. That's mine. That's mine. Uh, The memories you've made there obviously make a house Mm -hmm. into a home. Um, Even the bad ones sometimes can can turn a house into a home. Uh, Number three on the list of the uh, ten things that make a house into a home, and this is very specific: having your own spot on the couch. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's my spot. Number two, family photos, obviously, yeah, there you go, when you Sean. start to personalize the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, number one on the list of uh, 10 things that make a house into a home, a good bed. And as a person who's now 44 and has a good bed, I will say, I don't but know if like it the makes... Good bed? I love the good bed. I don't know how I correlate that to it feeling like right. more like a house. And there's good a, beds in hotels, too, right? But, I mean, it doesn't uh, make it a home. I think the fact that I think about going back to my bed, you know what I mean? Like, whenever I go somewhere and you sleep somewhere else, like... You know, at a if you stay over somebody's house because you're you know in a different city, or if you stay at a hotel, you always think about getting back home and getting in your own bed, right, Sean? Mm-hmm, sure. So I guess that uh, is where that comes from. So there you go, some things that make a house into a home. I always thought the wooden spoon and fork combo thing was strange. Did you have that on your? On no, your we didn't. I know what you're talking about, though. We the did, big man. in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, ours was in the living room. We had a barometer thing in the kitchen. It had like a clock and a barometer and. I don't know. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah the wooden bit. spoon thing. Yeah, no, we didn't have that. I know what you're talking about, though, but no. God, I was at Donuts one time. We were watching WrestleMania, and mom, his mom made uh, chicken nuggets and French fries, and so we had TV trays. And he oh, was yeah. in his he was in his dad's recliner, <laughs> and his mom, I don't know what the hell possessed her to start vacuuming, but she's coming around the living room vacuuming. I pick up my tray. I'm sitting on the couch. Yeah. No problem. She gets underneath my tray, whatever. Um, what he picks do, up the tray. Have, um. He's in a recliner. So the thing starts to recline back and then all the nuggets and ketchup and milk all over him onto his dad's chair. His dad was pissed to get his ass beat. It was so funny. I've never, I don't know if I've ever laughed harder. I don't know if I have. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Oh, oh. 
No excuses, Shaw. New poll asking uh, people questions about the excuses they use to get out of doing stuff. And found out that the average American comes up with six excuses a day to avoid things. Just general things, whatever. Not just specific things, but uh, that adds up to about... 2,200 excuses a year, Shaw, that we come up with. You start to run out of excuses. Right. Oh, my dog died. Again? Yeah, new dog. We got him last week. Mm-hmm. And he died. Next week, we'll have another dog, and he might die, too. If I don't want to go out and do stuff. I used to use the grandma died at school a lot. <laughs> a like, lot? A lot. Oh, yeah. That was That's a go-to. Who's going to who's gonna question whether or not your grandmother died? Well, every teacher would question you because they know you're lying. Right. That was the problem, Shaw. They caught on real quick. <laughs> right. Was it hard? Yeah, no. Well, wow. I can tell you're lying. Your lips are moving. Well, not only are you in school the day. Yeah, she died yesterday. Oh, and you're in school today. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, you, my you parents. You couldn't just go with the sick. You had to go with the die. Nah, because I tried the sick. I did the sick thing for a while, and then I, I stopped getting away with it. Grandma was sick. I, I, she's in the hospital or something. Well, I found out the dead. My, my school nurse, when I was younger, uh, told me uh, one time I had a sore throat, and I went down in there, and she's like, oh, my goodness, your tonsils are so huge, blah, blah. And I went in, and. I found out that I had abnormally large tonsils, Shaw. Okay. At the doctor. So uh, it worked out to your advantage. Oh, yeah. So anytime I would go down there and then the nurse, the school nurse would be like, oh, my goodness, your tonsils are huge. And uh, yeah. And because I knew that. I was like, all right. My mother my caught on. out. Well, my mom caught on pretty quick. She's like, he's just saying that to get out of school. And, you know, then I would just not go to school. I would just run away. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> You're digressing. I digress. Uh, but uh, here are some of the uh, most common go-to excuses we like to use, Shaw. Okay. Number five on the list. I forgot. Yeah. Who can argue with that? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Can't prove you didn't. I forgot. I forgot yesterday that my appointment for the vet was at 11 and not at 1. Oops. So I missed it. <laughs> uh, number four on the list of the uh, five most common excuses that we use to get out of situations. It's too much of a hassle. Yeah. It depends. You know, if if you got to get dressed up, mm, mm, I got to put on pants. Ugh. Why? Why do I got to put on pants? Ugh. Number three, I don't have enough time. That's always a good one. Sorry, I'm just busy. I don't have enough time. Nobody's can't. busy these days. Oh, I'm busy. I can't I can't do anything. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, easy one. Uh, this day, day and age, I can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These are the uh, five most That's common. excuses. excuse. Yeah, five <laughs> most common the- excuses that we use. That's the just the, the truth, right, Gene? Right. That's just the truth. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm broke. And then uh, number one on the list. You want to take a stab at it, Shaw? Uh, well, it's not my dog died. Nope. Um, I, I, I don't know. Gene? I don't know. Kids are sick? Tired. Tired. I'm too tired. I'm too tired. I'm too Sorry, tired? Man. I didn't sleep well last night. I've been up. I got a sick baby, even though I don't have any children. Very sick baby. <laughs> that baby is so sick. Well, the baby kept me up all night last right. night. Yeah, but I'm too tired. Number one go-to excuse mm. for people uh, when they're trying to get out of stuff. They, they also ask people to uh, name the top situations that require an excuse. The most things that uh, need an excuse are not wanting to run errands, not wanting to exercise, <laughs> not wanting to eat healthy, and stuff related to social events like skipping them or showing up late. Mm. If I'm going to go to a social event, I'm going to be there early, but I'm going to leave early, too. You know what I mean, Shaw? Like, oh, I'm gonna, I know exactly what you mean. I'm going to get out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll show up, make an appearance. Uh, yeah, I'll grace you with my presence, and then see ya. I'm out. i got other things to do that I don't have time for. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Some excuses we like to use to get out of the uh, 2,190 situations every year that we don't want to participate in. The greatest show on earth. 
the best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. And a hashtag Florida woman set fire to a converted woodshed that another woman was living in. She burned down a she shed? She did. Following an argument over a missing towel. So she was missing a towel. This she thought this other woman took it. Yep. she shed. And she said that I'm going to burn down your she shed because you took my towel? Yes. Robin Hamilton is her name. She was arrested shortly after the fire that took place uh, behind her trailer home. The woman told Jeopardy she was renting the shed mm. from Hamilton and that living there with her dogs. Had to be What's a nice worse shed. than living in a mobile home? <laughs> living, living in, in the, the shed, shed behind it? Yep. Oh, my God. The woman said Hamilton had been <laughs> drunk and threatened to, quote, burn her out because of a missing towel oh, that had, did, huh? get this, sentimental value well, to I, Hamilton. I got to be honest, Shaw. I'm, I'm, I, at towel? first... Hey, listen, at first you laugh because the, the, the optics of it, mm-hmm. you know, are funny. But, dude, if you're living in a shed of a friend who lives in a mobile home, yeah. your life isn't going too well probably at that point. Right. That towel might be the only thing you're holding on no, to. No, the woman with the house had the towel. Yeah. Is that That's the what she, I'm saying. Right. But the woman in the shed burned down the house, right? No, no, no the, no, the no, other the way around. Oh, backwards? Yes. Oh, yeah. Then, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the I woman thought, who had the house burned her own shed down. I got my shed down. ladies all mixed up. I got yeah. my, my she shedders mixed it's, up. It's, it's, it's understandable. <laughs> well, that is some wild stuff. So they got into a fight about the missing towel. Well, and about yeah. 20 minutes later, the woman who lived in the shed said she smelled something burning. And She was able to get out of the shed, uh, but her puppy died in the fire. The woman told detectives she didn't know how the fire started, but a neighbor's surveillance video showed her crouching next to the shed several times just before the building caught fire. Did she set the towel on fire to burn the shed down? No. Gosh, no. That had sentimental value. I know. Why would you burn it down? Wouldn't you just wait till she leaves and then go in there and see if there's towels in there? They said she was drunk. Man, oh man. Hashtag drunken Florida woman. Uh Uh-huh. Ain't nothing like it, Sean. Get a glimpse of that mugshot, boy. It's just the way you'd Is expect. Is it good? How many oh, yeah. How many tooth does she well, have? She's not smiling. So. No tooth? No, you can't tell the tooth uh-uh. count there? Uh-uh. I'm guessing three. What do you think the over-under is? <laughs> what do you think her trailer smells like? Skull? I got to know where the towel's from. Right. It? I mean, like, it's, I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's, have her name monogrammed on it or well, something, Well, right? like she got it as a gift from somebody important, or was it from, like, a, it was a beach it's towel a from towel. a vacation place well, where she went her, somewhere? Uh, maybe it's how she cleans herself up after a night of solo exercise, Shaw. That's her crusty towel. It's her Bristol towel. It's her Bristol towel. <laughs> I got it at a NASCAR race. That's right. Jeff, it means a lot. Jeff Gordon <laughs> touched this towel one time. That's so what I'm saying. Like, what was right. the sentiment with the towel? She it wipes was, up all the slop. Uh, right, Shaw? It was, it was, she burned her own she shed. She did. She, I've so been meaning to that. do some remodeling, and then I just had the opportunity here with this whole towel situation. Uh, burned my own shed down. Boy, oh, boy. Uh-huh. Again, though, I feel really bad for the lady in the she shed. Not yeah, only no. did she, like, not no. only is her life life going so so great that she's got to live in the shed behind a mobile home down in Florida by crazy drunken lady, mm-hmm. but then it gets burned down mm-hmm. over a freaking towel. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, you just got it. might move. Just start yeah. walking north and hope for the best. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I just hit the road. Stick your thumb out. Just, I got to get out happens. of here. So anything's got to be better, be better than, than this. this yeah. I'm living in a freaking shed in Florida with crazy drunken lady. Well, right. I thought things were bad. A and then she towel. starts going crazy with me over this freaking towel and burns my shed down. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do? Well, she, and were you running power from the house? I mean, things what can only get better from here. There's no Running water in a she shed like that. Brian. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. Uh, it is Workforce Wednesday, and we just got an email from Kathy. Hot okay. Lips says, uh, nothing like some ACDC to get you going while pulling into work. Coming in hot from the home and post office. I don't know if you've 
heard, but uh, the U.S. Postal Service saw in the news uh, losing a lot of money, obviously, and Trump uh, having a little bit of a back and forth mm-hmm. with them. Recently, here are some things you'd be surprised to know about the Postal Service, Shaw. Okay. What do you know about the post office? Well, they're broke. I know that uh, if Rain, you try sleet, to stop... Rain, snow, all yeah. that stuff. Right. And all gets crap. Rain, sleet, snow. Uh, dark of night. Dark of night is another one. What is it? Wet grass? Is that in there, too? <laughs> sweet Dogs. outfits, though. Shorts Dogs. and the nice the well, hat those, and the Yeah, but they also have, outfits. like, a helmet. Don't they have yeah, a helmet? Yeah, they have a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I like my mailman. He's cool. He's from Tennessee. He's got the best Southern we accent. An, we have an angry man, angry Aww. mailman. I don't know. He just seems so angry. I don't know what his deal is. I just, well, I, have, I haven't actually spoken to him. I just know that every time I see him, he just doesn't he seems, look like he's in does a Does he good angrily mood. put your letters in your <laughs> I do appreciate the fact that it comes early in the day as opposed yeah. to our old house where we didn't get it till five, six o'clock at night sometimes. But this guy just doesn't seem... Especially if he has to get out of the truck and put something on oh, your stand. Boy, then he's really but being not, so needy, not happy. But here are some things uh, you'd be surprised to know about the Postal Service, Shaw. Okay. Uh, if a mailman arrives at your house at the same time as the UPS yeah. guy, they will, fight. They will fight. <laughs> <laughs> They'll fight. They'll go throw down, Shaw, a little thunder. my spot on the doorstep. Top things you'd be surprised to know about the Postal Service. Many post offices employ the most up-to-date technology that 1982 had to offer. That's right. <laughs> a little behind the times there with the technology, right? Sexy Postmaster General is one of the least popular Halloween costumes. <laughs> That's probably true. Yes. They'll also throw you in the back of a mail truck if you try to stop uh-huh. your mail, Kramer style, right? <laughs> <laughs> Top things you'd be surprised to know about the Postal Service. The current price of a stamp is something that only old people know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it. About right. We have what to raise it, it another penny. Go for it. What is it just anyway? Just make it two <laughs> bucks and we'll call it even. Can we just get to two bucks already and just say, all right? Well, I don't know. Is it 49 cents? I'm not even sure. Well, I, don't, I have no idea. stamp now and then you'll never have to I pay more. I don't know. Right. Just make it two bucks and be done with it. Top things you'd be surprised to know about the Postal Service. They've handled as many packages as Jenna Jameson. Hoo-ah. <laughs> Those packages that you stamp as fragile on all the sides so they can, yeah, yeah they don't. dropkick Murphy. A lot of rugby the... with that one. A lot of rugby there. <laughs> Top things you'd be surprised to know about the Postal Service. It loses almost as much money as the average Johnny Depp movie. Oof. <laughs> Ouch. That's funny. Depp is having a bad run recently. Uh-huh. Uh, Top things you'd be surprised to know about the Postal Service. A few more, Shaw. Many of their employees have been legally dead for over 20 years. <laughs> and you walk in there sometimes, it's like Zombieville. Yeah, you're right. Don't know if I should step up to the counter. What do you mm-hmm. do? Can I use the tape? Which you know? What do you mean you mm-hmm. need my pin code? Uh, the chances are good that someone's had sex on the top of your mail in the back of that truck, Shaw. Oh, I never thought about that. Pretty good chances they're banging mm-hmm. on those bags back there, uh. right? <laughs> no, no, I don't want to think, about, think about, about that. It's a card for my grandma. Uh, top things you'd be surprised to know about the postal service: mm-hmm. the uh, postal service delivers 472 million pieces of mail a day, Shaw. Uh, an astonishing six of those are actually arrive on time. <laughs> so, on, yeah, man. I mean, that's some, those are some good odds there. Uh-huh. And uh, last but not least, Shaw, the top things you'd be surprised to know about the Postal Service, those trucks are total chick magnets. They really oh, absolutely. get mm-hmm. all the chicks. The sliding doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You I can buy be... those, too, when they're done. You know that? Mm-hmm. Like they, they... I would, That'd be fun. Yeah, I had a friend who had one. When oh, I was and a kid. You really? Drive mm-hmm. on the wrong side of the road. Yep, yeah. on the other side. Yeah. Jump out either side whenever you want. He's just always so mad. I don't know what it is. My guy is super nice. I got a great mail carrier. Yeah, me too. I... And he's got a sweet southern accent, so it's even better. I don't know if I want to talk to him. I'm worried. I don't. Very concerned. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. Several weeks ago, Shaw, uh, you took a mental health day. Um, kind of, I don't know, we were about two weeks into this thing. 
And uh, I remember how stressful it was for all of us. And uh, you probably more than the two of us because you had to report on the news every single day. Mm -hmm. And it was just gloom and doom constantly. And that's kind of how we, you know, started with good news of bad music, trying to lighten the mood a little bit, trying to maintain some sense of normalcy here. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, no shortage of stress out there. Are you feeling better now? Like... Yeah, I you know, I have mixed feelings about the county's decision not to institute a local safer at home order. I'm like you had touched on earlier, not entirely comfortable yet uh, being around large crowds of people. So right. I'm a little bit uh, put off by that. Well, and as I told Gene yesterday or, or Tuesday, I went out Monday, I went to John's, there was really nobody there. I had some food, I had a beer or two, and then I and I and I played my spookies, so I got my fix. It must have felt good. It felt great. I mean the doors were open and I it was wonderful to see T D Brian, how you doing? You know, yeah, I just and, yeah, yeah. and Guido care about Simpson, for sure. you know seeing those people and having a conversation mm-hmm. with them and and uh reconnecting i mean we didn't you know hug we weren't kissing making out lying on the floor <laughs> wrestling or anything like that but it was really great to be in a room with them and to mm-hmm. use the jukebox and all that stuff and then uh same thing i went to the helm later on but then as more people started coming into the helm you know and and granted they you know it wasn't like it was packed it wasn't like they were over it was just you got more people than it was just in a you while. Got right i just i just turned and i'm like okay well yeah. this is where Time i don't go. this might be my comfort level mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and I, like you, I had that... Uh, Figure that, out where your comfort level is. Right. And uh, um, unfortunately, there are some uh, subtle signs that you're more stressed than usual. Obviously, oh. lack of sleep and, and, you know, things like that. But here are some, uh, some subtle signs, Shaw, that you might be more stressed than you usually are. Okay. Uh, you're tired even when you haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Obviously, restless nights, uh, mm-hmm. waking up several times, bad dreams, all that stuff. Stress alone is exhausting. Uh, even when you're not physically active, they're like, oh, go out and work out. Get a pump on. That'll help your... No, man. You know what you don't have to think about when you're sleeping? Yeah, is anything, <laughs> anything. hopefully. Uh, you startle really easily. If you're not usually yeah. a person that startles, Shaw, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe somebody comes around... You're on oh, edge. Oh, you know right? Just on edge. Um, might be a sign that you're feeling tense. You're more likely to uh, be jumpy when you're on edge, obviously. Again, some subtle signs that you might be more stressed than usual. You're too productive or zoned in on a hobby. So you're really trying to focus in, get mm. your, you know, hone in on something in particular. Excessive enthusiasm or extreme productivity are coping mechanisms for some people. Having zero interest in stuff can also be a sign of stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you. Um, uh, yeah, I mean maybe, but uh, headaches are another one. Shaw, obviously, uh, you yes. know, if you're very stressed, you start to, you know, uh, maybe eat I- incorrectly. You're not sleeping well mm-hmm. enough. You're not getting enough exercise mm-hmm. or natural light. What, the next chips thing you know, aren't the for breakfast. Is that a problem? <laughs> chips are for breakfast. Okay. All right, good. Just maybe not every day. Okay. Uh, and then last but not least, some subtle signs that you're a little more stressed than usual. You're more forgetful. Yeah, I guess, that's true. Yes, that's what's happening in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, as my wife can't remember to turn lights off. <laughs> We're having an issue right now. Sean. We're getting more. She's just stressed, Brian. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm stressed too, but I remember to turn the lights off. <laughs> uh, when your brain is overloaded with stress, it's yeah. harder to manage simple tasks. Checklists could be uh, normally uh, something routine, but when you're stressed, obviously not the case. Uh-huh. So. Well, I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better, Shaw. Are you going to partake in any uh, activities at a local restaurant or bar at some point in the well, near future? Well, I, I certainly want to. I just, right. again, I just don't know if I'm comfortable in that environment yet. And as you said, it's an individual choice. Right. No right or wrong answer necessarily. But I think, and uh, you know, the people that I know, the places that I go, the people that I, you know, the, you know I, I feel comfortable with their decision making. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I feel like. If I when I go into John's or the Helm or Starlight or wherever that might you know be, I feel comfortable. Yeah. I know Rob over there, and I know mm-hmm. that he's gonna he's looking out for the best interests of his he's customers. The place you know what I mean? Top to bottom, his staff is well trained. You know what I mean? Those kind of things. So I feel comfortable about that kind of stuff. 
But again, when I start to see people that I don't know coming in and then there's, you know, then you have the other thing I don't I deal with is, is what is my comfort level against yours? Like you might want to shake my hand or put your arm around me or say hi or give me. And I'm just maybe I'm not comfortable with that. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't, I'm not sure. trying to be. I get that. We, that was, I mean, we had. I saw people for the first time at big bikes. Right. <laughs> I hadn't seen people in months. Right. So it was, I get that. Yeah. So. Hey, how'd the bar look at John's, by the way? Uh, you know what was really nice? Uh, I got to be honest. I, I I was very concerned. I know. You thought that it was taking the age and patina off it, but it looked nice, didn't it? Well, John's was one of the first places I ever went when I moved here 16 years ago, and I fell in love with it immediately. Uh, and one of the things that I love most about John's is the comfort of the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it doesn't matter where you sit. You you know that section of the bar because it has certain dents and certain characteristics that make it different than two feet over. And so when I saw that Guido was working on it, I got very concerned. And I texted my friend Molly and I said, look, I don't know what's going on over there, but if we got a new bar, there might be some trouble. I said, because I might not, you know, I might have a problem with this. And I, change is not good. But Guido did a fantastic job. The bar looks great. Um, however, all of those familiar dents and dings and, and, and divots are still there. Uh-huh. Um, it's just a new stain just, on top. Yeah. So I was very happy to find that out when I was in there the other day. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. This seems like a really bad time for orgies. Like... Weren't there enough diseases floating around before this pandemic started? A couple in Florida got into an argument in their mobile home around 1 in the morning when the woman proposed to her boyfriend that they go to a swingers club. Orgies are not too much fun if no one wants to do with you. Her boyfriend, 32-year-old Zachary Nelson, apparently didn't like the idea of swinging, Mm. and they argued, and then it turned physical. Swinging's different than an orgy. Which one were they going to, Sean? They're two different things here. I mean, they some, were going to go to a swingers club. Apparently. I'm not saying they don't walk hand in hand here, but they're two totally different things. Right. I agree. Uh, he was arrested, by the way, for domestic battery. <laughs> I agree. I agree. The more time that <laughs> not you, an orgy, swingers different. The more time just you, you just look out, like, this is yeah, a switch swap. Yeah, that's just a, that's just, just a hey, I got this remote control, uh-huh. and then oh, wow, you're here, that remote kind of thing, control. huh? What? Huh? Sorry. Never go mind. ahead. Yes. Next. Uh, The more time you quarantine with someone, the more you get to know about all their little habits and quirks. And that's not always a good thing. Like my wife who won't uh, turn lights off in the Uh, house? Maybe like that. Okay. Uh, Here's a woman who recently made a discovery about her boyfriend and posted it on Reddit. Uh Oh, Oh, I saw this one the other day. Oh, no. He refuses to sit on the toilet. Yeah, so what does he do? He puts his feet on the toilet seat and squats? He hovers? Yeah, he takes off his pants and underwear and squats on the toilet seat like Gollum, So he's like Costanza, but with the pants off instead of the shirt off? Yes. She said it would be fine if he did that, except then he'll walk around the house all day with what she calls his little toilet seat feet, putting them on the couch and the bed. She says, am I being nitpicky and finding this gross, or is it legitimately disgusting? Do you have to ask Reddit? Can't you right. just make a decision on that, whether yeah. you can live with that or not? I would think so. Like, I can get past that, or I'm never going to be able to get past that? I don't, right. think, I don't think you can get past it. Once you see it once, it's... Yeah, I don't know. The responses are split. Uh, some people say, yeah, that's gross. Other people saying, hey, it's not a big deal. We don't know if, her boyf- if the woman ever confronted her boyfriend or not, because she wound up deleting uh, that yeah. post. Is it the worst thing that you could do in the bathroom? Probably not worse, but I don't know if I could get past that. Yeah, you see that, and that's kind of just, that's, that's all you're going to see yeah. from now on, right? It's so Well, and you'll there. never look at his feet without what yeah. they're putting well, him Well, anything. Like, can you go, I can't take you to a restaurant now. What are you going to do in there? Right. 
I can't go to my parents' yeah, house. I, You're not doing uh, that at my yeah. parents' house. You can either be okay with that or you have to move on. At the wedding, excuse me, I got to go golf. And the internet doesn't need to tell you that. Just figure that out on your own. Right. And we've all hosted bus trips, so we pretty much know the drill here, right? Oh, man. You need to take a head count. You need to make sure that at, after the event is Everybody's over, that everybody who came on the bus is back on the bus. Yes. Right. Uh, that uh, is a lesson they should have taken heart in Canada, where a man with COVID-19 was left behind when a retirement home was emptied because of an outbreak that, of the illness that had infected dozens of other residents and staff. The mistake wasn't discovered until the next night after well, the man Left at the nursing home? Yeah. The man's family repeatedly insisted he'd not been transferred to the hospital with the others. The man was finally found alone in his room more than 24 hours later. Whoa. The mistake happened amid a crisis that left the home without any of its regular staff, and the healthcare workers who were called in to help didn't have a master list of residents. <laughs> they say the resident was oh alert when he was found, and he's now in stable condition. No list. No list. Just, Just bring All right, if you're here, come on the bus. Just winging it. Just winging it. That looks about right. Yeah. All right, we'll furl. Yeah, see, the thing with Orgy Shaw is that everybody's doing it with everybody at the Orgy, for the most part. Uh, the the, the, swinger, the Swingers Club, you're just swapping wives usually. Uh, I see. You know, like Different. you'll go there with another couple or two, and then you just all, you'll kind of swap wives mm. here and there. But the Orgy thing is kind of laissez-faire, you know, anything goes kind of thing. Thank you for clarifying. I'm just letting you know in well, case you get caught up in Sean. one of these situations. You yeah. Know? yeah. You can is this an Orgy or am I just at the Swingers Club? <laughs> I don't know. Who wants a mustache? I ride? do know. You know what I mean? Because Brian and Gene told me. I know. I'm just like I don't want you to be out there misinformed, Shaw. I don't want you to that, you. spread any fake news. Thank you. You're the liberal media, you know, and I no, gotta hey, make sure gotta you make, know what you're talking about. Watch out about. for you, Shaw. We gotta take care of you. Thank I don't you. want you at a bar somewhere and somebody. Say, oh my hey, gosh! Damn you, Shaw! This ain't an orgy. What are you doing? Is, we're yeah. swinging. This isn't. Right. Uh, I right, know the Sean? difference. Right. Just letting you know. Thank you, Brian. Come on, Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. And I got a text from Doc said uh, the Xfinity race was rained out on Tuesday night and the rescheduled for noon today, Eastern time. So 11 o'clock our time. You're not carrying the Xfinity. No, race. we just carry the Cup Series. OK, yeah. I got my dates all messed up. So uh, obviously I don't know much about NASCAR because I need Doc to tell me. And mm-hmm. uh, here's some other things you might not know about NASCAR. All yourself, right, here we go. All right. Top things you didn't know about NASCAR. Injured drivers are immediately treated with hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> <laughs> That's now funny. get back out there. Yeah. This will cure your lupus and get you back out on the uh, track there. Cars can hit 200 miles per hour, like Costco customers when they spot a new shipment of toilet paper. Real quick. Top things you didn't know about NASCAR here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. The sport will gain popularity with all of the new tracks that were once JCPenney's parking lots. Uh, Yeah, that might be true. Not joking about that one? Mm -mm. Uh, In 2018. Yeah. 90-year-old Herschel McGriff became the oldest driver to compete. Really? Unfortunately, he was just a guy who got lost on his way to the farmer's market. He just kind of, <laughs> I thought I was supposed to zig when I zagged. I took a wrong turn Don't at Albuquerque. Right, I went left. My blinker's been on the whole damn race. <laughs> Top things you didn't know about NASCAR here on The Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Participants are referred to by their numbers kind of the same way DMX refers to his arrests. Oh, jeez. have <laughs> been arrested a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Uh, top things you might not have known about NASCAR here on the Morning Sickness. You're legally not allowed within 50 miles of the Talladega Speedway unless you're sporting a muscle shirt and a mullet. Yeah, you got <laughs> to have, have, have that. Look the part. It's have, yes, really, yeah. required. Where's your dang mullet? You go out there in the parking lot and you grow one right now, mister. 
Uh, eight different flags can pop up during a NASCAR race. Did you know that? Nope. Nine if you count the Confederate uh, flag. Ah, yes. A total of nine there. Uh, top things you didn't know about NASCAR. A couple more here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. As NASCAR drivers go, Danica actually looks pretty good in a bikini compared to the rest of them. <laughs> well, yes. You know, seen that Kyle Busch photo before, and it's not good. Uh, last but not least, Shaw, this one is very important for you. Top things you didn't know about NASCAR. Drivers pee in their cars, so yes, they are just like us. <laughs> they do, Shaw. Pecan, Shaw. Right? Like, that's what have... you got to do. We can't stop. We don't have time. I don't think they have a can, though. I think they just pee in their suit, right? Isn't that what they do? I they don't. have a... Oh, ew. Some kind of a diverting system? Maybe. Maybe mm. some sort of... Yeah. Tubing. Prosthesis. <laughs> Did you guys ever try to, like... Get him oh, to stop with the pecan thing? As we got older. Like, at what age did it end? Um, I have so many questions. See, I know, this. I know. My brother is five years younger than I, so... Oh, so, so you, it continued was because, yeah. because yeah. he was younger. He was yeah. young, and so by, you know, yeah. I got caught up in that then, so I also had to pee in the can as we... So you're, like, old enough that Dude, dad will stop, that. but he can't because the son, your your brother is yeah, younger. He, well, he's little. And yeah, I'm I, I want to say that. I was probably a teenager before mm-hmm. they finally said, okay, we'll stop and you can use a bathroom. Do you remember the first I instance? Love your dad. No, I don't. Remember. You remember, I like, love did him. you celebrate it? What, did, you, did you remark it with a car? Did no, you? No, it really wasn't unusual. I thought everybody did this. Right. Well, <laughs> I thought everybody peed in the can at fifty-five miles an hour. We're not stopping for you guys. There when was your a mother lid, right? has, When your mother, yeah, has, mom had to go. By God, we'd stop. Of course, that's your was, mother. Was there some sort of like uh, bungee cord that kept the can no, no, like no, attached? No, it was, to it was on us, man, to keep it upright. So you had Keep to watch contained. This. I got to be honest. It's kind of a genius move by your dad. It kept you occupied for the entire ride. Like, <laughs> no more. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? No more. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm getting car sick. No, I'm just focused on this pee can because I don't want to get sprayed with pee. Everywhere. Well, there was a lid. So, you know, when you yeah, weren't using it. Right. There but if that thing tips over, there's probably going to be some leakage. We, it was a pretty secure coffee can, we, as I recall. Did he change the can out on a regular basis? Was there some sort that of... That I don't remember. I wasn't privy to the preparation NASCAR, process. Though, I'm getting, I got talking. questions, We're getting back man. to the NASCAR. Did you guys play odds or evens to determine who had to carry the no, pecan out of the Shaw car to dump it out? Because was five years older. He had to do it. It was all the... Shaw, you bore all the responsibility. I did. It was tough being the I first. I get it. I see was it there now. Some sort I see of it. Like, was there, did you have to hold him by the shoulders just in case? Because the car might hit no a bump. No wonder you have... No, it's on him, man. It's... You know, no wonder you guys aren't that close, Shaw. I mean, you had had all of that, and he just was there. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. You, uh, what are your subscription services, Shaw? You have Amazon and Netflix, right? Uh, yeah, and cable. And cable. Okay, Gene, you guys got Mm. uh, Prime, you got Netflix, you got Hulu. Uh, we don't, yes, we do, as a matter of Disney, fact. Disney Plus? And Disney Plus, yep. Yeah, we've got Netflix, Prime, Hulu, Disney Plus. Uh, All of them. Yeah, well, we're dinks. We can afford it. I'm sorry. And you really have a... And I love a television. Passionate, yes, relationship with your box is what I was going to say. Yeah, that's one way, uh-huh, one way uh-huh, to describe uh-huh, it. But uh-huh. uh, have you added anything during the, the coronavirus, Shaw? Have you added any service? Like, man, we should really get that so we can watch this? No, although I learned from my daughter that she apparently has a Hulu subscription and we can access it on our oh. television, apparently. I haven't experimented with that yet. but Very nice. You, you'll like Hulu. There's there's some good stuff on there. Um, I know that, uh, you know, sharing of passwords is illegal and the cops should probably know about your, <laughs> your thievery. <laughs> Probably she taps into my Netflix account. Are you kidding? But uh, no, we we haven't added anything during the coronavirus. Obviously, like HBO is doing HBO Max now. Um, you know, NBC's got their thing, CBS All Access. So like all these channels, because people are cutting the cord at a record rate, 
all these channels are adding all these different services. Um, some of the top subscription services that we're using to get through the crisis, Shaw. Uh-huh. Uh, virtual exercise programs are up almost yeah, 8%. I, I can believe that. People gyms are, using, are closed. So. Yeah, gyms are closed. They're going online. They're trying to find workouts, you know, whether it's yep. uh, CrossFit or whatever. Uh, 8% increase of people using uh, some sort of virtual exercise program. Get yourself a Peloton, right? Get that <laughs> Peloton program. Uh, magazine or newspaper subscriptions are actually up during the coronavirus shot, 8%. Huh. Okay. People looking to get something to do, read a magazine, read a book, maybe, you know, get the newspaper, see what's going on. I get a couple. Uh, food delivery services. Oh, I got, this has got to be up. Up Way 12%. Up. Not yeah. that much. Huh. Apparently, a lot of people were already using them, and um, I think I think uh, maybe there's some distrust there. Uh, I know that my in-laws are very concerned about putting their credit card out there uh, and having somebody else have access to that, but uh, only 12% for food delivery services like Instacart. Yeah, I so. bet that's still going up, though. Amazon Prime delivery up 15% right now. It won't do you a diddly-poo because mm-hmm. they ain't delivering anything on time, but... You, you know, even stuff that isn't uh, essential. You know what I mean? That's just it'll get there when it gets there. 15% increase, though, for uh, Amazon Prime delivery. And uh, the number one, of course, uh, subscription service that we're using to help us get through the coronavirus is uh, any kind of streaming service like Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus. 17% of us have added at least one to our entertainment arsenal, Shaw, during the coronavirus. I can so, see that. No big surprise. Parents, by the way, almost twice as likely uh, to say they've added a new subscription service because keeping the kids occupied is is uh, key. Mm-hmm. My, my, we did difficult. A, well, we did a Zoom meeting, uh, a little dub, double date, a mimosa date on Sunday morning with our friends Jess and Charlie from New England, and they've got two kids, Parker and Bradley, and uh, they, they also... They like, ugh. Well, they're in the background making noise and what you know, being right. annoying, because that's what kids do. Uh, but they also, I don't understand why they do this, they have uh, Amazon attached to their TV, so they can order like shows through their Amazon Prime account by just pressing a button on the c- remote control. So the kids have been ordering something. So like something they great. turn around and like, oh, apparently we just ordered Peppa Pig or something like that in the middle of our our Zoom uh, double date. And I'm like, maybe you could disable that, you know, like put some kind of parental control on that damn thing. Yeah, she also told me that they rented uh, Trolls Worldwide. I had Twenty or- bucks. Yeah, and it was 20 bucks and they only mm-hmm. had it for 48 hours. She's like, we watched it like seven times. Yeah, so 20 bucks was worth it. Sometimes it's just worth it. Sometimes it is. I do see that more and more people, 70% of people, there was a survey recently that said that uh, 70% of people in this survey would rather watch movies at home than go to the theater. Well, I think they're going to be starting to open with limited seating and no food service and stuff like that. Well, we know the Rivoli, right? The Rivoli's doing it. I don't know about the Marcus Theater, but I know the Rivoli's planning on opening. And uh, I've been saying that since before the coronavirus. I'd much rather get a... I'd pay a premium to watch a new release movie at home through a streaming service mm-hmm. rather than go to a theater. I got my own bathroom. I got my own snacks. I got my own couch. I got. I can plug my phone in, and I can either pay attention or not if I, I don't have to be bothered by other people. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Rolling Stone. Kind of smarmy. At what? times, you know, with the list that they put together, sure. they try to be a little too artsy fartsy for me, Shaw, with the list that they do top 10 this top 12 that, you know, they try to find some sort of avant garde artist that nobody <sighs> gives a rat's ass about. They don't try to do anything mainstream because, oh, no, who who wants to put a list together of mainstream things? Well, they recently did a list of the top 100 debut singles of all time and it's actually pretty good is it okay i don't know anything about whose debut is better than others and they didn't really rank them in terms of uh record sales or anything like that i think they just maybe 
um, looked at how impactful that was for their career. You know what I mean? Um, so what they did was they put together this list. I wrote an article. You can see it on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. Uh, they did not count solo debuts by already well-known artists. So if you're in a band for a long, long time, you're already well-known, like in the Eagles or whatever, and then you go branch out That's and you do you know, those kind of things. Uh, they uh, also did include singles, however, by new bands that happen to include established artists. So if you're already a singles artist and you get into a band, some sort of uh, debut single there, and uh, they did stri- uh, stick to mainstream releases, Shaw, so not like you know somebody who had a little bit of local following before they sure. got a you know one hit wonder kind of thing. Uh, at number one hundred, by the way, <laughs> not a good start to the list with Achy Breaky Heart, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Um, you look a little further down, you've got uh, Hanson with Mbop at number fifty six. Oh, wow. Yep, uh, Metallica Huge. were were at fifty eight, by the way, uh, before. Hanson and then Rolling Stone, of course, got the wrong song because Metallica had a single before the one that they thought was their debut. Uh, you can see the list in its entirety by going to uh, the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. Top 10, not bad, actually. Number 10, Hand and Glove by the Smiths. Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. Elvis Presley with That's All Right at number 8. Number 7, Good Times, Bad Times by Zeppelin. Radio Free Europe by REM is at number 6. This huh. song made number 5, Shaw. <laughs> Be true. Good old Chuck Berry. Why, Why can't you be true? You done start a bad do. Chuck Berry's Maybelline at number five there on the list of the top 100 debut singles of all time, according to Rolling Stone. This one I really, really like. This is number four. It's Run DMC. It's called Sucker MC slash It's Like That. And that's the way it is. I don't know if you ever jammed out in your bell bottoms to this one, Shaw. Pioneers of the rap game, Run DMC. Mm-hmm. But uh, their their debut single, It's Like That, was number four on the list of the top 100 debut singles of all time, according to Rolling Stone. Number three on that list was uh, a punk band out of England called the Sex Pistols. <laughs> Can't go wrong with some anarchy, right, Shaw? That's right. See, people can sing that can't sing. Attitude. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, it's attitude. Anarchy in the UK Mm. at number three on their top 100 greatest debut singles of all time. Number two on the list. Yeah. Jackson 5. Mm -hmm. I will always remember this song thanks to Clerks 2 because Rosario Dawson is trying to teach... Dante how to dance on the rooftop and her boobs are bouncing like you wouldn't believe, Shaw. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Jackson 5. Mm-hmm. So, and thank you, Kevin Smith, for making that happen. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, the song is fine and all that, but that scene really gets me. Obviously, Michael was not Michael until after the Jackson 5. But uh, this was their debut single, the Jackson 5, with I Want You Back. And number one on the list, uh, boy, oh boy, it really, really spawned a whole litany of these uh, girls that could sing but were also very sexy and also very young at the time. Oh, yeah, there you go. There was Britney and the pigtails and the schoolgirl outfit and the high school and then eventually there was Christina and she could sing Genie in a Bottle and then she went dirty and there was a whole bunch of these other gals but uh, this was the number one song, number one debut single of all time according to Rolling Stone. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. 
There's plenty of good stuff in there, though. It's not all just weirdo. Like I said, they try sometimes to be a little too artsy-fartsy for me, Rolling Stone does. But this list isn't too, too bad because they stuck mostly to mainstream. Uh, Joe from the PSB texted me while you were doing while we were talking about that. And he said, did Brian just say avant-garde? Yeah, and I said, yeah, I believe so. And he said, wow, he's getting pretty intellectual during the COVID. <laughs> hey, you got to spend your time somehow. Right? I know. You've been reading up. You've been studying. You've been doing vocab words. Is that Every it? once in a while, you got to drop in a little bit of knowledge. A little bit of sprinkle it in there. I don't know. You know me. I'm not really that guy. You know, I don't, I'm not going to go to like a, a spoken word thing and be impressed by it. It doesn't impress. I don't care about slam poetry or avant-garde or art. Or, I can't go to, you know, like I can look at a picture, but wow, that's cool. But I have no idea what the hell they're talking about when they start talking about all the art terms. But this list made, it was just, it was pretty decent. Yeah. I mean, because again, they stuck to the mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got most of it and it, it wasn't too, too bad, you know? They did get Metallica wrong, but that's okay. That's right. Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. It's a shame we didn't get to party with this guy. Randall Jacobs of Phoenix, Arizona, has died at the age of 65, having lived a life that would have sent a lesser man to his grave decades earlier. According to his obituary, he told his last joke, which cannot be printed here, on May 4th. Uncle Bunky, as he was known, (laughs) burned the candle and whatever else was handy at both ends. They say for all of his chaotic energy and hysterical charm, he had a gentle soul. A night out with Bunky could result in a court summons or a world-class hangover, Mm -hmm. but his friends and family would drop whatever they were doing to make a trip out to see him. In lieu of flowers, says the obituary, please pay someone's open bar tab. Smoke a bowl. And fearlessly carve out some fresh lines through the trees on the gnarliest <laughs> side of the mountain. Nice. Mm. That's how I want to go. I show. bet he was a fun guy. I bet. I bet. Bunky. Bad news, happy music here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. You didn't have this one shot, but I'm going to briefly reference it because right. it's it's too good not to. And the photo uh, is included and it's very nice. Go for it. You see the nurse in Russia? No. Oh, my. Yeah? Tell me more. You're on the, the you're on the internets, aren't you? The I'm Russian nurse right now. Go on the Google. Yep. And type in Russia nurse. Nurse. Okay. Nursing in Russia. Uh, I don't think that's it. Maybe under news. Uh-huh. A nurse in Russia uh, gets suspended for wearing. Oh has, yes, has been. I did see this. Disciplined. She's how so did, naughty. How do you, how do she think, needed to be disciplined. How do you think they discipline naughty nurses in Russia? <laughs> how do you think they do that, Shaw? I think there's going to be a spanking. She was wearing a see-through PPE gown. Yeah. So like a, you know, a hospital gown. But it was see-through, which I don't quite understand. I didn't realize they made those. And underneath, she did not have any sort of nurse clothing. She just had her bra and panties. Yeah. Because it's hot in there. That's what she said. Apparently no complaints from her patients, but the hospital not very happy with her. Right. Undergarments. Unbearable heat. She decided to just wear her lingerie. Well, she's trying to create as safe a working environment as possible. I don't want to produce any sweat. I don't want any sweat to be uh, around these patients. I mean, they're sick. The the pictures were clicked by one of the patients who revealed that none of the male patients made any complaints. Right. (laughs) I feel better when she's in the room. Isn't that what healthcare is for? Somebody wrote online, seeing this outfit, no one wants to die. Why punish the nurse? You need to reward her. Yes. By the way, she also claimed that she didn't realize the gown she wore was transparent. Can you see through this? I'm just curious. Is this a, can you see? As I tell you what, if they have an option at a hospital where I can get that instead of the regular, I'm going to pay extra premium, Shaw. That's, a, that's an extra charge. This is America. I want an upcharge. Can you upsell me? Where's the naughty nurse wing? Where can I go to get the naughty nurse underwear bra With combo? The 
All the safety measures you want, the gloves, the mask, all that, but just underneath, see-through. Look at that guy staring at her. I've come to take your temperature. Wow, you're warm. Wow. Your pulse has quickened (laughs) over the last minute or so. Hook you up to this machine. Too hot in this PPE. Goddamn, too hot. Too hot. Cooked it a little hot. Missed it. Download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. At 957therock.com and the 957therock app.